And now for something completely different. Our hosts are recording from home to bring you the same quality of shows that made Radio DePaul 2020's best college station in the nation. Listen live at RadioDePaul.com or on the Radio DePaul app. This is Radio DePaul. Chicago's College Connection. Hello, everyone. My name is Zoe Paris. You are listening to Radio DePaul, and this is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. A little preface that I'm going to say every episode, uh, unless I forget, which I probably won't, but if I do, black people and black women are not a monolith. If you don't know what it means, look it up. (laughs) That's M-O-N-O-L-I-T-H, monolith. What I say represents me and my perspectives. This is groundwork for a conversation, not a source for everything black. I have a lot of ideas of what I want to talk about. I have a lot of friends I would like to bring on to talk about different things, specifically relating to what it's like being a black woman in America, I guess. Um, Being a young black woman, specifically at DePaul University, which is a predominantly white institution. Amazing. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Welcome, welcome. This is my very first episode. I'm glad that the people that are here are here. Uh, And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, because I will have this uploaded the next day on Tuesday, uh, then welcome. Hello. (laughs) So a little bit about me. As I said before, my name is Zoe Paris. I am a sophomore at DePaul, journalism major, with a minor in new media studies, radio, and there's one more in there that I can never remember. If you know what it is, you know what it is. I'm originally from Florida, actually. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, if anybody knows where that is. Kind of a jazz capital. Uh, My dad is a jazz artist. (laughs) Um, I always think it's funny to bring that up. I went to a predominantly white high school, although I didn't go to a predominantly white uh, elementary school and middle school, which I think is kind of integral in my thought process and how I grew up. Because I kind of had to deal with white people in high school, which is a terrible time to, not to, not a terrible time to deal with white people, but a terrible time to deal with a predominantly white space where they're not used to seeing black women in general, but especially educated black women. Like I was the only black woman in my AP class, black girl <laughs> in my AP class. And a lot of times when hard topics came up relating to race or slavery or what have you, I was the spokesperson. And that's not great, but I think that time period has a lot to do why I wanted to do the show in the first place. Just starting conversation and talking about things that I talk about with some of my girls anyway. Hopefully opening up someone's mind or maybe not bother (laughs) someone else with a question like is your hair real or i don't know that's honestly a mixed bag question um but that is for another episode i actually want to do a whole episode on hair so we'll get to that when we get to that and you'll love it i promise you'll love it as i talked about before i am a journalism major just so you know get an idea of who i am and what i want to do love writing i'm a huge writer i do some creative writing 
but not a ton i just did a ton for class again and i like brought up some old memories of doing it in like middle school i had a wattpad book that was vaguely popular it none of you have heard of it i'm so sure none of you have heard of it but it was a thing so it was nice to get back into that so i do creative writing but i also like to do journalistic writing and i also am interested in radio this is something completely new to me podcasting is not something completely new to me technically uh, i did a show last quarter with my friends Kasia martin and sydney gordon Kasia, you'll see for sure like next week <laughs> um she is a black woman i love her she was one of the first friends i made even before i moved to chicago i think we met through a group chat um you guys will be seeing her but the podcast that i did before was called marvel madness and it was us three just talking about current news with marvel a lot of the shows were pumping out at the time at the time of the podcast there might not have been a lot coming out i think maybe modok was coming out but we talked about comics that we were reading and things that they're doing with shows i think at the time news was like buzzing about shang chi uh which was such a great movie by the way if you haven't seen it please go see it we just talked about that all kind of stuff how it wasn't going to be released in china for possibly like weird reasons with simu liu who is canceled now there's a lot going on in the world <laughs> that was my previous experience with radio i did have a really good time with that and i wanted to do something a little more socially conscious with this one and hopefully you guys like it so yeah that was about me zoe now you know me you'll learn more as time progresses uh so the title is a little a little problematic <laughs> it's a tiny bit problematic okay so if you don't know diary of a mad black woman is a tyler perry movie i think most people at this point know who tyler perry is i think he's a common figure yeah because he has this whole huge production that he only writes himself and doesn't have any writers and you can tell because his shows are just and movies aren't that great i think he exhausted all of his talent with the medea plays i'll be honest so Diary of a Mad Black Woman is a 2005 movie. I don't remember any of the actors' names except for the fact that Shamar Moore is in it. Uh, Shamar Moore, if you don't know, is in Criminal Minds. He's the black guy in Criminal Minds. Um, he's the one that always flirts with Penelope, I believe her name is. And it is a hoot. On the Tyler Perry scale of bad movies, I don't think it's the worst. You can really feel the blackness in it. Like, the jazz, soul music, black love. Like, <laughs> it's all definitely there, but it's just aged. I don't even know if it's aged poorly. I think it was bad when it came out. If you want a rundown on the movie in a comedic way without having to waste your time watching the movie, there's a Boondocks episode called Pause. I believe it's season three. That's off the top of my head. That There's a quick little bit in it where they just like explain the problems in tyler perry movies and i'll go a bit into it uh but the whole episode is basically making fun of tyler perry it's very very funny the general plot of diary of a mad black woman is i believe her name's helen she is in a relationship married to a dark-skinned man that <laughs> that is important i'm not just saying that to say it that's like a trend with tyler perry movies so she's with a dark-skinned man 
he is rich i think the the storyline it follows he wasn't rich before but she stuck with him and he got rich now that he is rich he wants a little a little side piece and he cheated on her and he like straight up kicked her out the house i don't know if he gave her a car i know he gave her very little to work with and was like get out of my house (laughs) and it was very unwarranted and uncalled for i just disgusting disgusting she ends up moving in with Medea, who Medea's always in Tyler Perry movies. It's less of a thing now. I think Medea's dead. She's got she's she dead. She died. <laughs> I think Medea's dead, I believe. She's never dead. Tyler Perry will never let her die. She stays with Medea. Medea's always like this comedic maternal figure where it's like tough love, but she'll like beat the kids. I'm pretty sure she beat Kiki Palmer with a belt. Uh, and one of them and it's a form of comedy beating children is funny i critique it but i the scenes are funny i'll 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 be honest the scenes are funny and she moves in with medea medea gives her insight and then there's joe who's also played by tyler perry joe and medea are siblings that live together he's so he's not bedridden but like he's i guess like old enough to where medea has to take care of him which is strange because they're they seem to be around the same age old old's the age she then meets this light-skinned bus driver shamar moore now shamar moore is the light-skinned savior there's always a light-skinned savior in tyler perry movies i don't know what it is and why he feels the need to constantly follow this plot device of abusive dark-skinned man who doesn't love God. That's very important. God is very important in Tyler Perry movies. You'll think, oh my God, Medea, God, those don't, those two don't go together. But then you have Tamla Mann singing the most beautiful gospel song you've ever heard. And they're in church and you're like, oh, God is very important to this plot. She learns, Helen learns how to love again. (laughs) This light-skinned man just takes care of her well. Anyways, Helen finds love with Shamar Moore, and it's a beautiful matrimony, and he has terrible braids, and it's awful. So this is a problematic movie. It has <laughs> colorism. The title in and of itself is an issue because of the whole critique of the stereotype of angry black woman, right? And also, Helen is reasonably angry. There is not a single moment where you should question her anger at all. But... I think it's kind of like in an ironic way because when you really think about it every time a black woman really tries to speak her voice outside of a calm or educated quote-unquote tone she's angry some great examples i like to think of is the whole serena williams thing that was crazy and disgusting serena williams if you don't know i forget i think this was maybe two years ago i could be wrong COVID kind of messed up my sense of time. But Serena Williams, who's a tennis player, something was going on with the game. And she was having a fit, as most tennis players do. Um, And the problem isn't that she got, like, a foul for it. I think that's pretty common uh, with tennis, even though it's also common for people to yell out and stuff like that. The problem was the aftermath with people, like crapping on her on such an intense level like absolutely disgusting i remember seeing this very specific political art piece 
of course, she's a black woman. She has thick lips. She has a nose. She is had a baby, so she has like the body, the hips, whatever. This image was a caricature in the most black facey early Disney cartoon kind of way. Like had her throwing a tantrum, huge lips, huge nose. It was disgusting. And then um so she was playing against Naomi Osaka, who was also a black woman. I believe she's half Japanese and half black. And the depictions in this caricature had her as a white girl. <laughs> like you can't you can't make it up. So I just wanted to make that a note that that maybe it is weird and if it is a weird title and this is a point of conversation, I want you guys to tell me about it. I think this is this is a central point for more people to talk about things. If you hear my title and you're like, I don't like that, tell me why. I'm really curious and I want to know. Yeah, I think I think my goal with the title is I want to speak my mind and I know what it could be attributed as, so I'm going to do it first. It's kind of like the N-word, <laughs> which is definitely a hot topic. I'm not going to say it on here because we're not allowed to curse. I would attribute it to being a curse word. Uh, and I guess we'll probably have an inward discussion eventually. It's a pretty open and shut case, <laughs> in my opinion. If you're black, you can say it. If you're not black, you can't say it. That's a pretty on-beat point. Yeah, so the name, why I chose it, the backstory of the movie. Um, Tyler Perry needs jail time. Tyler Perry doesn't make good content. I would argue that maybe his plays were good. Not maybe. They're very funny. His plays are very funny. But it's possible that they're very funny because of the actors that he um, awarded. Um, he had amazing actors. I don't know any of their names, but I remember enjoying them a lot. <laughs> uh, they're all very funny people, very good at improv, and just connecting with each other and being funny. Blah, blah, blah. Great. But Tyler Perry himself needs jail time. Whenever I see him in a normal movie, like I think he was in Gone Girl, get out get out of here stop trying to have a normal career go in your little your huge lot in atlanta make your trash tv shows that are the only thing keeping bet which is now white owned by the way <laughs> it's owned by a white person um to keep bet afloat man just get out of here get out of my face i guess we we can award and congratulate black people being great i think that's awesome i'm always about black people being great but maybe be great in a better way. Like, no one's congratulating Jeff Bezos for being the richest man on earth because he's exploiting people. I mean, people are congratulating him. I mean, like, sane people aren't congratulating him because he's exploiting people. I don't know. Tyler Perry just don't like the guy. I remember, I think, one time I saw my mom watching one of his shows, and there was this really intense scene. I had no other context of the show have never watched it before will never watch it again here's the thing the worst acted scene i've ever seen in my life there was no drama it wasn't shot in a cool way either i think it was just like a huge wide shot no not even a huge wide shot because that would be kind of cool it was the weirdest angle it was just placed weird like it, 
it was up i can't i'm not gonna explain this to you i'm so sorry i'm not gonna explain the visuals of i'm not a film major i'm not a film major i'm journalism well what am i gonna do about film so besides the title this is all introductory stuff obviously i'm not gonna talk about this going forward unless someone has a question for me um but something that i looked into not for the show but i actually had a paper that i needed to work on and it was an eight to ten page paper i did 2800 words i'd like a round of applause please thank you thank you thank you took so much time out of my day (laughs) out of my day out of my week um weekend i only really worked on the weekend because i am a bad planner i don't plan well or i plan perfectly well because i did great okay okay the topic of the essay was exclusionary feminism now if you don't know what i mean by exclusionary feminism i mean white feminism if that doesn't make sense either think about your concept of early feminism right susan b anthony susan b anthony was a racist she didn't like black people some suffragettes joined the movement because of black men getting the right to vote They only wanted to vote because they're like, wait a minute, last I checked, black people weren't people. Now they can vote? Hold on. (laughs) So early, early feminism is just grounded in racism, right? Later on, so they, they describe feminism as waves. That's the first wave. Think first wave, Susan B. Anthony, suffrage period. Second wave is kind of the sexual liberation period. That's when... You had Anita Hill, who had a sexual assault case go up to the Supreme Court. Think of it as the first Me Too movement. In that time, a lot of feminist scholars like to think that they understood critical race theory at that point, but they didn't. It was like they understood race as a concept and racism as a concept. Because when you really think about it, racism only exists to the oppressor like as a concept we only have to think about it because it's affecting us so they're starting to think okay i get this racism thing right we used to not like black people and we were like mean to you guys so we'll include you Um, but even with that inclusion and there were a lot of black feminist scholars at the time but the picture if you were to take a picture of rallies and protests they're white women right and i think an important thing about the word white feminism is the idea that it doesn't it doesn't think about what other kinds of women are dealing with right so what black women are dealing with what hispanic women are dealing with what muslim women are dealing with without downplaying their culture because that's a problem what trans women are dealing with or when you can think about reproductive rights what trans men are dealing with so that's the essay (laughs) how exclusive feminism was and kind of is now it's harder to describe feminism as being exclusive now we have the internet you can promote what you want to promote be behind any movement you want to be in and i think that's why we have the classification of white feminism because feminism is a huge umbrella you can be like women empowerment and that's feminism you can say gender equality that's feminism but if you add a little little end note right gender equality except blank women empowerment for white women right like it's a little it's you can have those little end notes and you're still technically 
technically a feminist. But yeah, that's basically what I talked about, right? Um, how, ex- yeah, yeah, exclusionary is hard to articulate today, but it, it's still a thing, and that's that's why we have white feminism. Because everything has aspects, everything has layers. We have layers. Every person you meet may identify on multiple levels, and each of those levels may affect them on a social hierarchy in different ways. Yeah, so that's what my paper's about. And when I was researching for this paper, I came across two good books. I don't know if book recommendations are going to be my thing here, but I'll try. I actually ordered it as soon as I like skimmed through it because I had to skim through it to get quotes and I'm going to actually read through it and I'll let you guys know exactly how I feel. Uh, But so far, the pieces that I read look great. There are two books that I read and I'm going to talk about one of them today, Hood Feminism. You may have heard it before if you're like in the feminism or black woman circle. So Hood Feminism, Notes from the Women That a Movement Forgot is by Mickey Kendall honestly i might hit her up and be like hey girl do you want to be on my podcast slash radio show i think she'd love to do it i follow her on twitter (laughs) so i might dm her you never know guys you'll see maybe i'll have some big guests up in here you you won't even know and it just talks about aspects of feminism that is forgotten so like i said so far it's been a great read uh, got some good quotes in there for my <laughs> for my essay. I would recommend it. I listened to a podcast that she was on. She was giving big auntie energy. I love her. She talks a lot about black girls having eating disorders because black communities targeting our bodies. The sexualization of the black body, which I think is extremely interesting. Sexualization of the black body, that's rooted even like pre-slavery, man. People saw us having things that they weren't used to or not having seen before. And that objectification is just taken to another level. It's crazy. I'll go more in in depth with this later, I think. Maybe not next week, but the week after. I really want to go into dating as a black woman. Sexualization of the black body is all a part of that, especially with hookup culture. Crazy. So that's something to look forward to. She also talks about something that I thought was really interesting is when we think about the Black Lives Matter movement, obviously a lot of black males come forward. Like that's that's what is in the front of your mind. Obviously there's Breonna Taylor, but, and this might be a fault of my own. She is the only female name that comes to mind. And I think that's really disappointing because that is a problem with police hurting our black women. I mean, like, like sexually, it's a problem. Sexual assault in the community is taken in such a strange way. And she goes deeply into all of these things and more. So I'd highly recommend the book. If you buy it today and read it, you'll be reading it with me. So you can have comfort in that. Speaking of things that are happening at the same time on Monday, if you're listening, you might be missing out on Black Panther right now. I'm so sorry. At the quad. <laughs> at the quad. I believe the quad. It's movie it's movie night Mondays. It's movie night Mondays and they do Black Panther or not they do Black Panther as if that's a thing that's occurring multiple times. They're doing Black Panther. Um tonight and I'll be there. This is pre-recorded, y'all. 
magic ruined. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, I wouldn't say best Marvel movie. I think personally, Shang-Chi is up there. Up there. Black Panther is also up there. Uh, but I don't think Black Panther is my favorite. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. I'm really excited at this point. Haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen a lot of movies at all. I haven't been watching movies. I've been so like in on D&D. I watch D&D videos and like school. That's it. I haven't been doing a lot of entertainment. Maybe YouTube videos. I'm, I'm big on YouTube, but I'm running out of people to binge watch. I watch a lot of commentators and movie people and I'm running out of people to watch. It's looking like it's time, guys. Oh my God, this was a wonderful conversation. Uh, this was not a conversation technically, but I will count it as one. You know why? Because I will allow you guys to talk back to me, okay? This is new in the black community, talking back. What? Crazy. You can follow me on Instagram at Zoe. It's not spelled like my actual name. <laughs> I think it's cooler to put an X. So it's at X-O-E dot Paris, P-A-R-R, two R's, I-S, at X-O-E dot P-A-R-R-I-S. That is my Instagram. Every Wednesday, I'll post on my Instagram story and let you guys ask me questions if you have any questions or music recommendations. The next half hour is going to be nothing but black music, baby. Nothing but black music. Let's go. Um, also, I have a little professional <laughs> journalism account, a little Twitter account, okay? There are no tweets on it. There will be. I'll be talking up a storm as soon as I get people to follow me and talk to me, okay? If you talk to me, I'll talk to you. Uh, that is at XOE underscore P-A-R-R. Is. You can at me, ask me questions there at any time that's not restricted to Wednesdays. And, I mean, also you can DM me on Instagram. I just prefer if you didn't. <laughs> um, I think Twitter is better because it feels, I feel cooler. I feel like a real podcaster. This feels like a real community. Yeah, so if you are just checking in or you got in halfway through and you want to hear the beginning, it was a little bit of a mess gonna let you know that right now um but if you do want to catch this again because you missed anything well i'll be uploading this to apple podcast and spotify it should be up tomorrow which is tuesday by probably six i cannot guarantee that but i'll i'll make a promise to myself that it'll be that it'll be six okay okay <laughs> Just a little heads up for the music. If you want to recommend me any music, it does have to be clean. So maybe just like check if it's not a clean song, if there's a clean version out there that I can that can send send through the line to Radio DePaul. Amazing. I feel like I did all I did all the house cleaning, right? I think I did. I hope you enjoyed my little babbles. This was all introductory. This didn't have a specific topic in mind. The whole hood feminism section is a little bit more like what it's going to be like, but we'll, I will have a guest next week. Next week will be my friend Kasia Martin. She is also a sophomore. She's great. And we'll we'll pick out of a hat which topic we'll talk about because we have, I think our backgrounds and our lives are pretty similar in how we were raised and the environments that we were raised in. She moved around a lot more than I did, but like kind of similar, except she was in Italy at one point, but that's besides the point. 
So you'll you guys will hear me and her next week, and I hope you guys are excited for that because I'm excited for that. A little heads up on what the music is. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I just want to let you guys know what played, just so you can you can hear some new things. We have Daddy Lessons by Beyonce, a great country classic. Fire in the Sky by Anderson Pack. This song was in Shang-Chi. Love and Happiness by Al Green. Mad featuring Lil Wayne by Solange. Uh, Charcoal Baby by Blood Orange. Them Changes by Thundercat. Most of you probably know that song. Tadou, T-A-D-O-W by Masego. <laughs> M-A-S-E-G-O. And Creep by TLC. I hope you guys have a great night and enjoyed listening. I will see you next week.